Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome along to Leader Manager Coach. Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another edition. Now in today's chat, I'm going to talk to you about something that's arisen because of something that I heard on social media. And it's not something I haven't heard before, but it particularly resonated with me because the person who was discussing this, you would think is probably one of the last people on earth who would be even considering this. So what is it I'm talking about? Well, in terms of leading people, in terms of facilitating change, in terms of creating great performances, influencing character and helping people, players, athletes, people you work with, yourself to improve. The thing I'm talking about is given the name of imposter syndrome. Now, I do think that imposter syndrome is a relatively new term. It's something I've heard before. It's not something I heard years and years ago. Maybe it was around years ago. But to my mind, it's a phrase that is used or has been used more recently. And let's begin with you know, giving a definition to imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome or what? Okay, so what is an imposter? Well, an imposter is somebody, and I haven't got this from the Oxford English Dictionary, maybe I should have done, but an imposter is somebody who pertains to be something they are not. And on the outside is demonstrating, creating a perception that they are belonging where they say they belong. They are appropriately in the right place and they are able to be in the right place. When underneath it all, from a foundational point of view and from an integrity point of view, They haven't got the attributes, the characteristics, the skill sets, the abilities to actually be there, carry out the role, be proficient and actually many people would say they are somewhere where they shouldn't be. They are acting as if They should be somewhere when actually it is not appropriate. I hope that gives you what, at least what it's what I think an imposter syndrome is. It's what I think an imposter is. So why does it relate to leadership? Why does it relate to sports performance? Why does it relate to success? Well, there are, Okay, let's start. Let me start by being autobiographical. 
And this is about you. This is about helping other people. It's certainly about helping you and making sure that you get real value out of this. But I'm going to demonstrate it, illustrate it with a story. And I could actually give you a probably a great number of stories. And this will involve a degree of vulnerability and it will involve me talking about things that happened to me during my life. When I was a youngster, the only thing I wanted to be was a footballer. I was one of those boys who didn't want to do anything else. I wasn't interested in anything else, really. Even my teachers at school said, it doesn't matter what the subject is, he seems to be able to turn it round to involve football. Now that seemed perfectly natural to me. I didn't even think about it. I used to go to school dressed in a football kit under my school clothes so that I could be first changed. And that was how I lived my life. Now, I was athletically okay at school, but I wasn't technically the best. And I remember going to trials as a young child, school trials, and what we had town trials then for the town team. And I remember having those feelings of fear, those feelings of doubt, and those feelings of, I'm not sure I'm good enough. That is, a, is evidence of an imposter syndrome. And in that case, I'm sure there's many of you who may be listening to this, who recognize that. And I remember that occurring not only in school, but at the, the town team. And again, later on when I went to college, and I remember it again when I was at Crew Alexandra and I, I was training with their youth squad. And I honestly believe that that was a very significant factor in why I didn't actually pursue the game as a player any further than I did. And I'm certainly not saying I was good enough to be a professional footballer. I'm not saying I wasn't either. But I think looking back that I had this doubt, this fear, this lack of self-belief based on a lot of things that we would now call imposter syndrome. And that is what I mean by imposter syndrome. And I'm not sure how many of you can relate to that in, in many, many fields. Now, the person who inspired this podcast, you may be extremely surprised to know, was a very, very famous English athlete. Somebody who reached the very top in her game. And the person I'm talking about is Dame Kelly Holmes. So here we're talking about an Olympic champion. Somebody who ruled the world at what they do. And yet, 
they talked about imposter syndrome and what so beautifully Dame Kelly did when she was discussing this. And she was talking about this on Clubhouse, actually. And if you're not on Clubhouse, it is really worth having a look at. And you can come on to Clubhouse and you can, you can follow Leader Manager Coach and join the Leader Manager Coach Club on Clubhouse and see what else is on there to enhance your knowledge. But Dame Kelly was talking there about this imposter syndrome. What she was actually saying was that when she'd finished her athletic career and currently she was and she is endeavouring to create success in a business field. And yet, here's this amazing person who's reached the pinnacle, the summit of success in her life by training, working, getting coached, getting mentored, doing everything that it takes. Here she is talking about the fact that she's now got doubts. She now doesn't know whether to believe sometimes. And she has these intermittent emotions of imposter syndrome. And I found that really eye-opening because I do think there's a transfer of belief and faith and knowing that when you've become successful in one field, that can often spill over and reinforce your character and give you that belief that you can go on and be successful in other things. Because as we've talked about many times on Leader Manager Codes, the principles of success are enormously transferable. Of course, they're specific because different things need different specifics. But the actual underpinning and underlying philosophical principles remain very much the same. That's why sometimes people who've been great actresses or great actors and famous people in, in, in drama or, or media, then go on to become relatively successful politicians or why people who've been successful in sports then go on maybe to have an acting career, maybe go on to have a media career, maybe go on to have another career because they have this belief and they have a great substantial underpinning around them that's come from many factors. But back to imposter syndrome. How does imposter syndrome affect you? Has it affected you? How has it affected you? And is it affecting you? Let me give you another example. A lot of my early working life in professional football, because that's the way my career took me, was in as a member of the backroom staff, as a, a trained as a chartered physiotherapist, and um, worked for many, many years with fortunate to do so with the in, in international arenas and, and, and in the Premier League and so on. And that's what I became known as. That that's who I was, that's who people knew me, what people knew me for, and who I was. And I'm sure you will all relate to this. We all get labels, you get labels, and you, we label other people. This man is this, John the Builder, Phil the Plumber, Dave the Footballer, Leanne the Athlete, 
Margaret the coach, Stephanie the mentor, Daniel the scientist, David the psychologist. That's who, what we do. We put people in boxes, we label them. It's how our brain works. We have to understand things and it helps us to simplify things. Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful, and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport, and life. Leader Manager Coach for the game, for life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. The challenge with that is that when you decide and you decide to make a transformation. You decide to reinvent yourself. And Rob Moore's talked about this. And I've heard him interviewing some very famous people and successful people about this, the transformational process and the difficulties involved in transforming where this imposter syndrome really, really, really comes out. And again, I'll go back and I'll just talk to you about my situation. Here I was, always wanted to be a coach, always wanted to be a coach. And at the same time, I started my physiotherapy degree, my diploma. I did my first coaching badge and absolutely loved it. And the story is that influential people in my life told me that the way to go was to be a physiotherapist. That was the future. That was where I should go. And so I did. And it wasn't where my heart was at the time, but that's what I went into. And alongside that, this coaching desire never, ever, ever, ever went away. And I managed to coach a little bit and worked with various teams when I had the time. And then at a certain point in my life, I made the decision. Coaching is where I want to be. And so I went back. I started to do educational qualifications again. I started to do work at night times and so on and so on. And what I was frightened of doing, what I was scared of doing was to actually change the label of myself to become Rob the coach instead of Rob the physio because I was frightened, or so it seems, or scared, or worried, or concerned about what other people would think. And I remember having a conversation with my sister, who's a very successful business person. And she said, you're just worried about yourself. It's what, it's what you think. It's, you think other people will think so much when they won't even be bothered. And to cut a long story short, that process, that transformative process that took me from starting the educational process again to de- at the decision time and going through the process of many years to becoming a, a, you know, a, a national coach, national youth coach of a, of a, of a nation and, and taking them to championships and so on, as well as working in the football league in academies, that process took many years. Now, maybe 
I'm not saying it would have done, but maybe it would have taken less time had the imposter syndrome that I was suffering with not been so strong. So what's the lesson in this? The lesson in this is, how do we deal with this imposter syndrome? And I think we need to look at it from not just our own point of view, because if we are suffering with imposter syndrome, how are we gonna help the people we're supposed to be helping deal with this imposter syndrome? Because if you are a coach, a leader, a manager, you may have people sitting in your dressing room. You may have young footballers looking at you, young athletes looking at you, people in your team looking up at you, who have layers of self-doubt, who have a lack of self-belief, who don't actually believe they're good enough, who don't think they should be where they are. And they may be eternal sufferers of imposter syndrome. And if we doubt whether this process is real or not, or this imposter syndrome is real, we only have to look a little bit further. It was only last week when I was listening to a BBC podcast about leadership. And the subject was one of the greatest leaders this country's ever had. It's the leader's so great that many people overseas actually see this person as the emblem of Great Britain. And that's Sir Winston Churchill. And it was about the life of Churchill. And amongst the enormity of the subject was this man who had many, many failures in his life. Such a fascinating character. Such a story, such an inspiration. Many, many failures. He's known because he's the, the man who was at the helm of British politics during the time of greatest crisis that this country's known in recent times. And when you listen to his speeches and obviously understand the, the processes and the outcomes of, of the Second World War, I think it's pretty obvious that he, it was the right person at the right time, in the right place. Because just after the war, he lost the election and was voted out. And he wasn't the right person for peacetime. He was the right person for conflict, for times of conflict. But Churchill was riddled with self-doubt. He always felt that his father didn't think he was good enough. And later on in life, I think it was almost on his deathbed. The discussion around Churchill's life was that he actually said something around picking up a picture of his dad saying, I hope I've done enough to make you proud. And it's almost as if the driving force in his life 
the thing that drove him on was to overcome that self-doubt, overcome that lack of self-belief and to prove himself worthy to his own father underneath it all. I remember hearing a famous international rugby player saying at the end of his career, after a fairly star-spangled career, saying, it's been hard because I've spent the last X number of years, whatever it was, with this devil on my shoulder, doubting me, calling me all the time. And it's taken me everything I can to keep batting him off, pushing him down and forging on to prove that that doubter on my shoulder was wrong. So there's another person, another individual, a very, very high level achiever who had to overcome that doubt with that voice, that being, that something crying out, you are not worthy, i.e. underlining this imposter syndrome. And I think one thing's for sure, if we are going to help other people to overcome it, I think certainly to a degree we have to understand what it is ourselves and we also have to help we have to have overcome it to a degree ourselves. And when you listen to people's stories, it's almost like like many things in life that are, are worked on and we have to overcome. If you suffer from it, it's not something that will ever, ever, ever totally go away. I'm not saying that, but it seems that way from hearing people's stories. But it's something that you get better at dealing with. It's something that you you lean into. You know, I was reading something yesterday that talked about what, the things that, that constantly irritate you, the things that eat away at you, the things that you often don't know but are, are, are gnawing away. You have to lean into them. The challenges that you have in your life, your personal life, your whatever it is, you have to lean into them and accept them to a degree and deal with them and invite them in and make them welcome to deal with them and not just push them away because it's only by embracing them that you make them part of you that you can actually successfully deal with them and acknowledge that they are there. It's when you push them away and say no and don't acknowledge them that, that the problems are there because they just get pushed down into your own mind into your own subconscious if you like so it may be that you never ever fully overcome it but you have to develop strategies to deal with it so what kind of strategies may we be talking about well it wasn't the intention of this podcast to go into a how-to fully because I'm sure there's there's going to be other times we can do that and I've actually got the intention to interview some successful people about this particular subject and I'm sure it's far better coming from them than it is from me but maybe it involves things like visualizations 
frequent visualizations, the development of affirmations that reinforce your self-belief and your self-image, the, the regular and frequent reading of positive, inspiring literature, the listening to podcasts, the, the, and the association with successful people. It might be having a particular coach, investing in a mentor. Whatever it is, whether that's auditory, whether it's visual, whether it's time spent, whether it's the power of association, it's affecting your mindset so that you deal with and overcome to a degree those doubts that lack of faith, that little voice inside that sometimes throws darts at you, that is one way or a number of ways of dealing with that imposter syndrome. Now, having said all this, as leaders, as managers, as coaches, we're going to have people in our, in our groups, in our teams, in our squads who feel this imposter syndrome. Some much, much, much more than others. Some who hide it. Some who maybe let it out now and again. And we may have to spend more time with some people or facilitate them spending more time with professionals and doing things a certain way and allowing them a little bit of leeway in order for them to develop that character and having a safe place. You know, I'm sure if you've got an athlete who's who's skillful, who's got potential, who can really, really do something, and they suffer with this imposter syndrome, if they've got a safe place to come, created by you, a culture that's created by you, that's a safe place, that can deal with that and help them on the way, then I think you've made massive strides in dealing with this. But I think the first thing and the main thing is to actually recognize that it is there and it exists. And it's something that probably exists in a number of people that you deal with. Because if Winston Churchill had it, if famous rugby players have it, if Olympic champions have it, then it's, it's a mighty, mighty fact that probably mere mortals like me and you also suffer with it. And if we can deal with it, and if we can put it in its place, at least acknowledge it and embrace it to start with, then I think it will go a long way to helping us overcome imposter syndrome. So that's all I want to say, really. If you're an imposter syndrome sufferer, welcome to the club. But it's not a club for sitting down, sucking our thumbs and feeling sorry for ourselves. It's certainly a club for facilitating change and transforming and overcoming. As always, great to chat. Really appreciate your time. If you think this can help somebody, please share it. If you like it, if you think it's value, please, please go on to... Uh, onto the review section on Apple and give us a great review. It really helps to get the word out there. 
and it helps to get other people to listen to this and to share the great news. All right, great to chat. Catch you later. Bye-bye.